0: Welcome to the Coffee with Jeff and Jason podcast. Tune in for freshly brewed discussion on everything you need to know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your hosts, Jeff Tessier and Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on? Podcast Nation is Jason Harris here. And thanks for joining me and Jeff for another episode of Coffee with Jeff and Jason.
1: Morning, everyone. Morning.
0: I'm Jason. That's... That's Jeff. <laughs> got it <write> right this time. <laughs> I think the last time I called myself Jeff, didn't I?
1: <laughs> yeah. I haven't kicked in yet. Not mm. too bad. We're about hey, to so get another blast me. of snow. And, uh, yeah, tell fun. me a little
0: bit about that because I won't i won't tell you what temperature it is here until you tell me what's going on, <laughs> where you are.
1: How much snow well, you got up? Right now, we, we probably got eight or nine inches the other day. They said we were going to get a foot, but it was all ice, really, for us down here. So that was fun to get rid of. And then uh, it was kind of cold all weekend, minus 12, minus 13, but sunny. And then uh, we're supposed to get another 14 or 15 centimeters today. We'll see. <laughs> Dude, I don't miss that. Uh, just so everyone's
0: watching and listening, uh, Jeff is in Toronto, Canada. Um, I am no longer in Toronto, Canada. I have moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, let me just, um, let me see. <laughs> Are working here let me see if i can get this right it is currently 17 degrees celsius all right so what is it what is it where you are right now well i don't know it's probably got to be
1: uh close to zero right now i would assume
0: <laughs> it is going to be a high for everyone out there that's not in canada today's high for where i'm at is going to be right around 71
1: degrees it's only minus one right now it's going to uh <laughs> It's going to fluctuate uh, up to two degrees by uh, sometime Ooh, early tomorrow morning. Two degrees. <laughs> that is short weather for for Canada, man, right there. Yeah. Well, the good news is I finally got to use my snowblower. <laughs> that monster, by the way. I,
0: I i was just at Jeff's house recently, guys, and uh, I was in his garage, and he's got a decent-sized driveway, but I'm not talking like a monstrous driveway. <laughs> but he has a snowblower about the size of a Mini Cooper.
1: <laughs> um,
0: that is the physical size of this snowblower. I don't know where in the world he got this thing, uh, but it is huge. It literally looks like you would just, do you sit in it? Do you strap yourself into it? when you, no,
1: drive? you just Self-propelled, oh, you just hang on for dear life because it'll pull you through the driveway. and
0: Dear life, it's got like 30-inch wheels on it or something like that.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm man, five or six passes, and I'm done a double-wide driveway. So it's Five
0: good. or six passes <laughs> on a monster driveway because the thing is like literally this. <laughs>
1: Hey, I don't want to be out there for two hours. <laughs> Ten minutes, that's all I need.
0: There you go. Okay, I bet you everyone's probably now got into the live feed now, so we can actually talk about some serious stuff. Yep. But um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff's been happening. We just got done with the uh, uh, on Toronto International Automotive um, show, the auto yep. show, and uh, that was cool to finally see that back, right? It's been a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it was the first year since twenty twenty, right? So,
0: yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a while. It was; it's not as big as it used to be. I don't think that's any surprise. Um, yeah, there all, was quite
1: too. a few uh, manufacturers that uh, unfortunately weren't participating in it in this year, which we, we kind of knew that going into the last cycle of, of shows as well, right? But, uh, but still, there was still a pretty good event there. There's some uh, neat stuff. There was the EV track. Uh, Jeep had their little. Um, obstacle course that they would drive you on to show you their PHEV jeeps i guess and then how they could still articulate and climb climb mountains so that was pretty neat i
0: actually thought that was kind of cool i mean i think it's it's cool to actually see the experience i remember when land rover first started putting those things at the dealerships and i just i wanted the land rover simply because of (laughs) what it could do on these tracks you know just go up Hilled like this go down rocks flip side to side i mean it was just i you know what i think the cool thing and i'm seeing this actually kind of as a trend right now uh with a lot of manufacturers is that their marketing is getting back to i don't want to say the basics but it's getting back to the experience
1: yeah. of the vehicle you know what i mean yeah subaru has got that one nailed down the last few years but you're starting to see other people in embrace that experience level of what you can do this vehicle fits your lifestyle because of this uh, and maybe that's what garners your interest in it right
0: yeah no it, it def- definitely is some lifestyle you know vehicles you know like i i was i was looking at uh the new mercedes i think i actually text you you know yeah. today right like the new mercedes uh e-class just came out with its new interior and it's like what is it That's like? Real. 60 inches of screen or something like that, or fifty inches of screen or something, something silly like that, right? But it's just the the entire dash. You have you know you you have your you have your system for the driver. You have the center console system, and then you have a screen system for the passenger as well. And it's just the blending of technology and design to create experience. Again, um, it was it's cool. It's cool. It's cool to see. You know, stuff like that kind of come back into play because I think for the longest time, you know, we we haven't been seeing that as a core message in a lot of uh, marketing messages or just a lot of OEMs in general out there. It's just, you know, it hasn't been about the experience. And then to top it off with EVs and then at the show, they had the entire EV track where you can go out there. and go test drive with everything from the kia ev6 to the tesla to the volkswagen was that the id4 did i say it right probably probably not yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah there was quite a few vehicles there VinFast was there with their uh yes. vf8 nines uh, hopefully they'll have some cars by the summer but uh you it's know an interesting model there right i'm still trying to wrap my head around their battery
0: subscription model like if you gone on their website like the pricing is like really obvious i think it's like a 20 some thousand dollar delta Well, I think
1: it was. I think it was about ten grand. But you can do either a subscription of two fifty to three hundred, depending on which model you chose. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it's a ten grand difference in price if you're buying it. I think it's more for the technology savvy person who's going to want to upgrade. But I still don't understand how that's going to work because we've never seen that yet, right? So wrapping your head around that concept becomes difficult. (laughs) I don't know. I think that there
0: could be some. It could uh, remove some fear of like battery, you know, um, uh, degenerating over a period of time, yep. you know, which people's concern right now with pre-owned EVs and stuff like that. Like what is the battery, you know, um, strength or, you know, a lifespan. Actually, I saw a new company came out. I ran into them at NADA. I thought this was super interesting. They were actually, uh, putting now kind of certifications on pre-owned EVs okay and actually running a test on them so you can actually see what the battery capacity is on a pre-owned ev so you could actually get a report and say hey the c- current battery is still at 93 percent
1: capacity from when it left the manufacturer that's good because i think it's the biggest fear with with current customers looking for those pre-owns right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll see various ev or plug-in hybrids out there right Uh, the the previous manufacturer that I worked for would get some slack because they had a battery management uh, optimization unit that would basically catch trigger points along the whole way and protect the battery during that And, and it would need optimizations but unfortunately when it would get to those lower points it would limit what it could have out so customers might think they have an issue Simply bringing it in for a quick fix. Unfortunately, you know, our dealers sometimes get a little aggressive and they might charge five or six hours for something that really is a five-minute task. Yes, it may take a couple hours to do, but it's five minutes of man work, right? So, but making sure that those vehicles would fit the bucket to make sure that those customers are looked after. I mean, a lot of these companies have 10-year warranties on those batteries, right? I think VinFast is is also doing a 10-year complete vehicle warranty, right? So.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. I mean, I think that's kind of impressive. the manufacturer's willing to go out there and and, and do stuff like that. But then, like I said, it's all kind of coming back. And I think the timing's perfect. I think the timing's perfect. You know, I think, look, I think the customer wants to own a vehicle differently. Um, I also think the dealership needs to look at not just the, look, the OEMs have stepped up their game as far as the ownership experience. I think that's fair to say i think technology has done that in a big way right and now i think it's up to the uh the uh, dealer to kind of you know say all right how am i going to step up kind of my purchase experience right ownership yeah it's uh,
1: it's not getting joe that can fog a mirror just to talk about it It's, it's understanding the vehicle that they're embracing it as well right like a lot of uh some dealers have done a great job at that. They embrace it. They've got a technology expert or an EV experts there or many that have adopted that, but they understand it fully, right? Maybe they even have one and they can express how it is in their daily life. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we're a vehicle about you anymore.
0: Anymore. No, you're a right. But we were talking about this. Because we had a few topics. We actually guys, just so you know, we do occasionally show up to this thing with some level of a plan of possibly what we may or may not talk about. <laughs> Uh, the last ten minutes was not on our list at all. I think it's just because we had such it's a good random. time at the front show, and I just think there were some things that we saw. We identified as I as I I'm seeing vehicles become more of an there's an ownership experience that's exciting behind it. I mean we I've talked about this on a probably a previous episode of our of of our morning chats, you know, but I I've recently put a deposit down on a Rivian. R1S, the the three-row SUV with four motors, 800 horsepower, and like 1,000 pounds of torque or something like that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tim Allen coming out and me, man. Look, I got to be honest. I'm excited about that. There's, I'm excited about the vehicle because it provides me an owner experience that hits every single note just for me, right? It's, it's a three-row SUV. I can take the entire family and my dog camping, which, you know, to me, I love doing, right? So yep. that, it's the note for me. It's over eight hundred horsepower and like over a thousand pounds of torque. The entire vehicle fully loaded still does zero to sixty in, in three seconds. Oh <laughs> <laughs> satisfies the Tim Allen inside of me right and and, then, and and then not only that it's got four separate motors which provides it one of the most advanced all wheel drive uh, off road systems out there it control, none, Yeah, it's huge yeah it can it can fully control both torque and tire and speed ratio and tire spin ratio at the individual tire all right and then they put a bunch of steel plates on the bottom of it and I'm ready to take this thing Off roading with a hydro magnetic uh, suspension on it that can lift it almost another ten inches up. Like I
1: am, like I
0: am excited. You are already getting
1: inside already. Don't even have the thing yet. But I don't even have the bloody thing. What's been going on? Talk about what's been going on with that. Like, well, I think
0: the coolest the coolest thing I think I think you know, and this is I think kind of goes into you know what opportunity the dealers have. I look like you remember I put a deposit on a uh, Ford f one fifty Lightning. Right. Yeah, I got two, conver- like two emails. One from Ford acknowledging that they received my deposit. Two saying that um, I was ready and I just needed to talk to a dealership um, about putting my order in. And that's when things kind of started to fall apart. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm fine." You know what I mean? So, let's all. The entire time frame was probably l- around a year, twelve months, maybe ten or twelve months, and uh, I two forms of contact from them. So Rivian um, has created their own social network and it's, it's comprised of both technicians and employees and owners, and they're just excited and and love the product. Uh, But I get a daily, daily email called, and isn't amazing, called Rivian stories. All right. And Rivian stories can be anything from owners to technicians, to employees, and they're just, there's stories about sometimes themselves, sometimes the, a lot of the times about the product or how they use the product or a trip that they took to Moab or a trip that they did through, you know, Western, Western Canada or something like that. Or, you know, just like, just they're these stories that I get to bite-sized stories that I get to eat up every single day. And like I said, it's going to be over a year until I see this thing, but I, I feel I connected. You're, excited,
1: you're connected break. to it. Exactly.
0: Well, I, I'm actually talking to people online that currently own the vehicle. Yep.
1: So, so it's, you're, it's kind already, of you're getting user
0: daily experience stories already. And- 100%. I'm already finding out things that are quirky and maybe not be working. And I'm already making notes of stuff I'm going <laughs> to make some adjustments to when I get it because these people already had that problem right? You know, like, you know, somebody, you know, took it through, you know, four feet of water, when it's only supposed to be in three feet of water, and this and this and this happened, and it's like, hmm, Okay, well, okay, well, and, and this is how they fixed it. And, and technicians are coming back, so that's not a bad idea. It's actually becoming more of a community. It's actually funny, when I watch through some of these conversations, how much of a community involvement, even in the product development side, is that they're actively watching and listening to the consumers that are actually using the product, and, and they're making changes, based you on know, internet, yeah. You know what? This has got through. Okay, so I heard this recently. I know we're probably not even going to get to any of the topics we actually That's thought we were going to get to. to all this, <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> this is how we do this. All right, check this out. I like this. All right, business owners out there, let me take a moment because I got to get Austin to make sure he cuts this into a single snippet. Austin, you ready? You're going to cut this? All right, <laughs> business owners, are you a thermometer or a thermostat for your business? That makes give that forget that can't let that sink in for a second. Right? Like, are, are you a, th- are you a thermometer or a thermostat for your business? Right. Do you sit there and just gauge the temperature of your business or do you actively participate in the temperature, either good or bad? <laughs> and I thought about this for a while and I'm like, man, that is, that is, that is a very different mindset when it comes to being kind of an operator. You know, it's like, do, do when I come into a room, you know, do, d- does the room go cold, or does the room warm up? You know, you know, and am I taking enough time to kind of feel out the temperature on my business from both my customer side, but also from my employee side?
1: Yeah,
0: right. Like, think about it. Like, we don't. It's funny. Cause this is, this actually took me a minute to kind of process. I gotta be hundred percent honest with you. It took me a minute to process because Jeff, you know me, I love doing everything by, by numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like it did, it took me a minute to kind of really kind of wrap my head around this one, go in my thermostat or in my thermometer. And you know, what do I bring to the table when I, when I walk into the room and, and I'm thinking, you know what, I don't think I spend enough time intentionally being a thermometer. You know, I don't I, I I think what I do is, is, you know, I'll, I'll look at the the stats as far as, you know, what we're doing business wise, and, you know, what's our gross margins, what's, you know, what's what's our churn rate on clients, what's, you know, I I do, I do that, you know, so I have I maybe, maybe I'm able to take a temperature reading kind of on the business structure.
1: Are you able to, adjust uh, it to reflect business. where you want it to be?
0: But I don't think I spent enough time taking a temperature reading on the employees. Um, look, I, Jeff, you know me. I'm one of the first ones to admit I've had two operations managers go full Jerry Maguire on me. <laughs> You're not gonna go Jerry Maguire on me, are you, Jeff? No, <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> but I have, I have, I, I I have. And look, this is this is look, this is just me being open and honest. I've had two operations manager go fully Maguire, full Jerry Maguire. Like I'm leaving who's coming with me, you know? And, and I think back on that and it's like, what can I have learned from that? And yes, at the time I was being the thermometer to my business and looking at the margins and looking at the profitability and saying, yes, everything looks great. I, you know, this is a good place. It's a good temperature. It's a nice 72 degrees and I'm just feeling good. Right. But I don't think I took the time to take the thermometer test on my staff or even, or even on sometimes the customers, you know, and I think maybe sometimes we do do it on the customers because sometimes it's a little bit easier through Google reviews and other type of formats of, of CSI or SCI or whatever the hell you want to call us. It. Any type of customer satisfaction index, um, net promoter score, whatever, whatever one you want to put out there. But I think I don't think we necessarily do enough of that with, with the staff. So I loved it. What What, what are your thoughts? Do you like...
1: Yeah, From I mean, you, uh, I'm a person who doesn't like to micromanage, so I wouldn't want to be in somebody's face personally, and that's how I roll uh, rent with a dealership, but you still have to take some time to get back to to the fundamentals and making sure that those employees are, are feeling as part of the plan. Maybe that's including them in some possible suggestions uh, of how we might improve business opportunities or what they feel is going on, how they're approach might be and how they can better <clears throat> for themselves and for the company, right? So if we have a better understanding of where they are each day, then I think happy customers are happy, right? But what about our staff? If they're not as happy, how do we expect our customers to be happy, right?
0: No, you're 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 exactly right. Um, and, and I think to do that, you have to be able to take a thermometer, but that's one thing. It's one thing to be able to take the temperature. And know what to do with <laughs> Exactly, right? Okay. That's why like it was funny I I heard this statement and it just kind of like you know, it stopped me for a second, right? Because I think I've actually done a pretty, pretty decent job of uh, of of taking the temperature and understanding the temperature of of my business and sometimes my clients. Maybe I didn't do as good of a job with my employees, and I think I'll continue to do better at that. But um, it's it's one thing to have the data; it's another thing to do something with
1: it. <laughs> you
0: amazing. know, like I mean, well, yeah, right. I mean, it's it's like how, how not how burying do you your
1: think? head in the sand and and just oh, this will just blow over.
0: Let's talk about like, I think this is a perfect segue kind of into our next topic when we're talking about inventory challenges. Like I'm telling you right now, like when it comes to like inventory challenges, you know, there is a vastly different temperature um, going on at each department, you know, and, and, and it's one thing to take the temperature. It's I think it's another thing as a leader, you know, of how we actually address that and either cool it off or heat it up, depending on what's necessary for the business to continue to move forward. Um, but I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of like, you know, from a leadership perspective, you know, because like I think people understand, like there's some data perspectives out there, right? Like, you know, you're looking at, you know, this type of... Um, you're, you're, this type of to market valuation, right? And if you're at, you know, uh, if you're between 90 and hundred percent and your turn rate on a, is, is less than 28 days, da, 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 you have the right formula to move your vehicles, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm thinking, I'm talking more of like leadership from a leadership perspective. You know, how do you ha- uh, handle the inventory challenges? Love to get your thoughts. And this goes both ways, right? This is yeah. with no cars. And then maybe having cars that are aging and overpriced. Like there's just so many challenges right now.
1: Yeah, I think there really is, right? I mean, on the new side, we've seen the past year and a bit massive major challenges, and some are still ongoing, right, depending on your on your manufacturer current, currently in the status. So we continue to struggle with that. And then there are some manufacturers that are able to now provide vehicles that maybe aren't as desirable to maybe the staff or, or what the staff feels the customer is looking for, maybe some lower trim models. Uh, I know I was talking with a colleague of mine the other day, and, They seem to have quite a few cars but it wasn't any of the ones they were looking to fulfill their orders on right so how do we re-engage our staff to be part of it i remember back in the day having a dealership guys didn't want the quartz brown outlander because it was not their cup of tea but it's not about their cup of tea right it's about how they can find somebody for that so and and i think if we work with our staff to help them better understand the challenges that we've been through we've already come through these things we can continue on right so whether that be on the new side the use is, is becoming a struggle again because market values are up and down like crazy and all over the place right so it's really hard to to know where to buy uh, but just making sure that they're they're aware of what the parameters are within and doing your best i mean what else are you going to do you can't just sit back and wait for pricing to stabilize or vehicles to just magically be available in the high trim lines that everybody's searching for. Right. So,
0: well, look, I love the thing that you said. you just said proactive. It, and that's why I translate, right? We have to be proactive. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm getting totally stuck on this whole like thermostat analogy, but no, let's seriously, let's go for this for a second. Okay. You know, when, um, when it's too hot, all right. Or if it's too cold in a room, you go over there and you, push the necessary buttons. I Meaning, you, you, you take action. There's some action that you take, right? Yep. But it's not immediate, is it? Well, like, like I, I can't go, I can't make a room go from 65 degrees to 71 degrees. And, and I'm doing this in Fahrenheit just for all the Americans that are
1: watching <laughs> this. Um, you get it. Canadians and I mean, we can figure it out. Um, <laughs> you can figure it out. Okay. Who the um, heck keeps their temperature at seventy two? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> I'm cheap. Do you know how much? Do you know
0: how much that costs? I can hear my. Father, I sound like my right. dad now, man. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know <laughs> well, you're I right.
1: I mean, done. my nest. I just literally had to turn mine up from 18 which is probably 66 or something like that up to And then what does your Nest point? tell you? What is the And say it, it says it'll it? be there in 35 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever it might say, right? So There we go. See? at least understanding I, I like your analogy there, right? Understanding that yes you can make the input and in positive reaction but you it's not going to happen like that. It's going it to take isn't. Some time. It's going to take, and maybe some tweaks along the way, right? Because maybe your programs, like mine, my thermostat is programmed to drop back down again at certain times of the day, but there might be a cold wind outside, and I need it to come up. So I might have to react again. It's it's not just a set and forget.
0: No, look, I mean, if you're like me, you're kind of fiddling with it. Kind of all the time, right? It's like, but, 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 but it's true though. And, but you have to take that on each department and sometimes Mm -hmm. almost each employee, but understand that the action that you're taking is actually going to take time for it to unfold. And then you might come back and go, oh shit, that's too hot. And you need to bring it back down, right? Like there's this, there's kind of this, this ebb and flow. I don't know. I, (laughs) I was stuck on this analogy, but I think it's fun. Yeah. So, so to me, like at my house, I actually have like two units. I have two units because it's a big place. So there's like one for the upstairs and one for the downstairs. Now, of course, what ends up happening? i turn down the upstairs the downstairs one and hot air rises and then it affects the upstairs one and so like i'm constantly maintaining this ebb and flow back and forth but i think it's the exact same thing though in in, in our business it's the exact same thing it's like you know it's like yes i i, I need to kind of control the temperature of, of of how we're dealing with this and then let's okay not only talk about inventory shortages and that's like inventory shortages inventory pricing you know um uh, an increase in inventory, depending on your OEM. If you're, if you're some of the OEMs right now have more inventory than they know what to do with, like there is so many different temperatures going on. I think uh, to be a business owner, you really need to be that thermostat, but but you have to be proactive with it. I mean, then, then tech, tack on another thing like uh, interest rates.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, what's, about a- the
0: what's what do you think the temperatures of most of most buyers out there right now are looking at these interest rates?
1: It's unreal. I mean, uh, the last I saw from my previous um, manufacturer, you know, your your standard rate on an Outlander was six nine nine or something like that. Like that's not something we've ever seen, right? And it, it wouldn't matter Lease, what I saw leasing you're. leasing
0: rates of eight point nine nine percent.
1: Yeah, well, I was looking at the um, Chrysler Pacifica it came up on my feed on the weekend, and I was like is it time to get a van? I don't know. Maybe this is a message. And then I was going through the lease rate was like you said, it was high. It was around nine, nine, I think, or 10. I can't remember. It was, it blew my mind. And yeah. I was just like, this is crazy. Now it depended on your terms and, and all that stuff, but it was actually mind blowing as a consumer going, do I really want to pay that much interest on a vehicle? That's going to cost me anywhere from 50 to $70,000.
0: No, you're 100% right. I mean, but, you know, I, I still think it's kind of funny when we think of interest rates. We've just come, we were so accustomed and used oh, to. It, we we you know, thought that was, norm,
1: right? was yeah, that was the norm, right? Because it was there for that was the norm. You
0: know, I, I remember doing a podcast with a gentleman who goes, I remember when Ford first launched <laughs> 9.99%. And this wasn't that long ago. It would have been the, you know, 90s, right? Or mid or late 90s. It was like, it was the craziest times. We sold more Ford crowns and da, da, da. Focuses probably, but um, whatever, whatever they are, <laughs> yeah. I think people have a tendency of kind of forgetting. Yeah, exactly. Um, but people have a tendency of kind of forgetting. You know, kind of how great things have been, but we got so accustomed to it. But I think what that does is that affects the temperature of the customer. Sure. And it's like I think as a business, it's like you know. So this is one well, thing I find real- more
1: value now for sure.
0: Absolutely, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, think about this. You know that they're coming in now with a, a totally different temperature than they had before, because like nobody, uh, I mean, everybody still remembers the last per- car they purchased. They purchased at zero percent or zero point nine nine, and now they're coming for in. They're eight, yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, for some for eighty four months. Eighty four months at zero point nine nine percent or zero percent for eighty four months, whatever the hell it was. Um, and now they're purchasing a vehicle, you know, at 60 months at 6.99%. And you would be crazy to think that there's not going to be a different temperature with that customer. And I think like anything, I mean, I think we, we, we can be prepared the preparations, what we're going to talk about earlier. Like how can a dealership be prepared, you know, to handle, you know, that kind of tempered You know, customer. Like it's look. It doesn't feel good. It's not going to be great. But I think it's our I think it's our responsibility as as operators and owners. You know that we do our best to address that, and you know if we need to bring as many warm blankets as possible,
1: (laughs) (laughs) hot cocoa. (laughs) No, but you know if you can get everybody to understand, right? It's it's that shock again. If I'm a salesperson and I'm not happy with a seven percent interest rate. And I would never buy that. It's hard for me to get over that. But how is that, if that is our kind of normal situation right now, we still need to be able to to fulfill those sales to customers and, and complete our tasks, right? So training our staff to coach them and understand this is competitive in its mindset, in its market. It's, it's, what we're dealing with how can we best gauge it for our customers what's the best plan of attack helping them to be sympathetic with the customers and understanding and making the right choices along their purchase journey that that really is going to deliver an exceptional customer value that will go a long ways right versus well this is the rate you got to take it right so i I, and and additionally we're going to charge you an extra five grand in stock premium like that's there's two different ways you can go about this (laughs)
0: No, but you're right, though. I think there are ways that we can be uh, proactive and just kind of addressing uh, some of those additional expenses. And, you know, I mean, I also think it depends on how you operate your business. If you're operating for the short term, if you're operating for the long term. And you know what? I think uh, owners out there really need to make sure um, that that is that is spoken. Right, and that your 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 leaders below you that are really overseeing the dealership um, believe in the same things that 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 you believe because I, I I've had several conversations now over the last couple of weeks where there's been a big disconnect between what um, uh, ownership or the owners uh, believe as far as the direction and that we should be handling business and the temperature of the industry and the temperature of the economic of the economy, the temperature of, uh, pricing of vehicles, the temperature of interest rates, just, you know, how do we address all those things? You know, I, I, I was with one particular dealership recently and they're a good friend of mine, but, um, you know, what the owner thought the temperature was versus how it was actually being executed at the dealership was far, far, far from being the exact same thing. Um, and 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 I and I think it's just this is where you can see real operators shine. You can see the ones that really kind of step up. And you can even mention it staffing, right? And this is kind of goes back into that 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 staffing. You know, is your staffing and your training in line? with what your business it's objectives door, are yeah. you know, are yeah. you being short-term or are you being long-term in this you know you know me. i've always played the long-term so i'm not a big fan of short-term games for no long-term uh or I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of long-term success versus short-term games
1: that's yeah. what i was trying to say
0: um but you know it's funny you know i was just thinking of those two people that we met when we were at the auto show these two younger people in the industry yeah I wish I got their information because I'd love to give them a a shout out, but um, they came up to me and they talked to me for a while. And it's funny. These people have been in the business out for two years and they've never known anything different than 6.99%. And they're, they're flying high they're doing well. (laughs) They weren't complaining. They also didn't know anything differently about having, you know, 400 cars on the lot versus only having 40 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: the last two years they- they've been able to embrace the challenge and, and succeed in it, right? So, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: I think there's, I, I look, I think we're going to have staffing and you know and training issues and leadership issues, and like, I think there's just a lot of opportunity out there for us to become very good at not only taking the temperature of our business and our employees and our customers, but also you know being the thermostat. um, to every element to it, yeah, yeah 100 100 hey i know we're
1: getting towards the telling of our conversation
0: but before i let you go um is there anything else you kind of wanted to add or was there last thoughts that you had before i let you go
1: no i think that that uh, pretty much covers it for us today i mean there was a few other things we can put into another podcast because we, we overloaded well, like, no,
0: really, we go we go
1: squirrel all the time man we go, but <laughs> it's all podcast <laughs> hey you can take the pieces you like and <laughs> put them all together man hey
0: well thanks for taking the time to jam with me today this has been a lot of fun for everybody out there watching and listening this has been an episode of coffee with jeff and jason i am jason this is jeff thank (laughs) you guys so much everyone you have yourself an amazing day
1: enjoy your afternoon guys
0: thanks for tuning in to the coffee with jeff and jason podcast with your hosts jeff tessier and jason harris
1: don't want to miss out on new content Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to
0: like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.